of the show. It's Dylan James, Out of Bounds, and JT. Good evening, everyone. What's up? We're here. We are here. It's finally here. The debut of Out of Bounds with Dylan James and JT. And we have a special guest tonight as well. The... How should I say this? So she didn't pick the name personally. Okay? Um, It was actually her mother who did. But she was the one who won the competition for the naming of the podcast. Out of Bounds. It was a submission from Cindy Hall. And Ann Bailey is in her spot this evening. Ann Bailey, welcome to the show. Thanks. It's an honor and a privilege. Thank you for coming. I know it was a long, long distance you had to travel to yeah, get to the show. A whole five foot, five feet from my bedroom. So but if you guys I, know this. I feel like I'm really qualified. To you are qualified. To be on a sports podcast because I did... Um, I played softball in sixth grade. Oh, um, now the truth comes out. Yeah, I think See, my, my leading up to this this moment, she told me she said, "Dylan, I have no idea what we're going to talk about on the show. I, I don't watch corgis. sports." She wanted to talk about corgis, but what was the flaw in that conversation? I have no corgi content. No corgi content. So, <laughs> I told her. I said, "Look, we'll just talk about something." It's fine. Don't worry about it. Just find out some some top topics you can talk about on the show. So she's here tonight. She's going to just chime in. Surprising and delighting. There you go. Surprising and delighting. Yeah, but what, what I was going to say is when I played in sixth grade softball, I was a standout player. I think my batting average was .000. Oh. The one time I actually hit the ball, I slung the bat and it hit the umpire. Wow. Um, so he called me out. So a, I never got on base. What a jerk. Yeah. So well, I'm super qualified. You're super so, qualified. Yeah. You, you played you played softball. It's yeah. fine. AB, all you gotta do is breathe. Just breathe. Well, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, she's here. So I mean, she can chime in on certain things. Like when we talk about the NHL playoffs in a little while, we'll be able to she'll be able to chime in somewhat. Playoffs. Playoffs. A little bit. Yeah. She hasn't been watching that much because I've been watching late at night, but she has work the next morning, so she's just been going to bed, pretty much. So it's just been me watching the playoffs, and I, every once in a while, wake her up by screaming at the top of my lungs when we score a goal or, you know, score six in the first two games without a single response. It's great. It's fine. Hey, man, we got no excuse, man. If if, if Mike... And Justin went at work. If those two can stay up late watching Ducks games until like 2.30 in the morning. Oh, yeah, gosh. And they come to work the next day. Yeah. We got nothing on those guys. No. Nothing. And, I mean, we, we did last year. We did watch a lot of the playoff games that were going on the West Coast. And they were 10 o'clock starts. So, I was used to it. But this year, I'm not. Because <laughs> we're playing Chicago in the Central in the. Central Division, and it's uh, great for my sleep schedule. Um, so tonight we're going to talk about several different topics on the premiere episode. Um, it's Thursday night. We're recording this podcast. We, we would usually record this podcast on Friday nights, but um, since we have a another obligation, other commitments, other commitments tomorrow night, um, the commitment is to go see Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness Tomorrow Man. at House of Blues. I'm going to the movies tomorrow with oh, the man. ladies. Oh, ladies. Oh, man. Oh, man. Should be fun, though. What are you going to see? I think it was like called the Unbroken Phoenix. That sounds 
so interesting. Is that the <laughs> Catherine Heigl movie? I think so. That sounds oh, so God. interesting. It's, it's Brie. You know, Brie's always picking these scary movies. So yeah, I mean, I always get dragged them all the time. You guys well, saw Get Out, right? Did you see yes, that? Yes, I love the movie. It was AB and I did not see great. that. No, we didn't want to see. I that. mean, I'm glad Catherine Heigl is moving on from the cat litter commercials. So yes. she's doing something with her life. Now. She is Probably because the last time she did something was what uh, knocked, up. knocked up. That was pretty much the last movie she did. Oh well, she did a Gerard Butler movie too. That was before knocked up. But that was I forgot what that was. Oh. Something about love or something. I don't. I don't, watch those I, don't movies. I don't know. I don't know. Well, at least Catherine Heigl is not um, a dancer. Unlike that certain basketball player who plays for the Knicks. Yes, and we will discuss that um, later on in the episode. But that first, was a great segue. That was a great segue. Yes. Was... Good thing Catherine Heigl's not a sloot. Um, <laughs> unlike this person. Unlike this person that we're going to be talking about later. Um, so first we're going to be talking about something that uh, JT is a huge proponent of. He loves this sport. Absolutely loves this sport. Mud wrestling? Yes. Um, second to that, though, is soccer, and um, it's the Orlando City soccer team, and they're doing a very, very good job this season. They're undefeated at home so far, as I've heard from JT. Uh, JT, let's just tell us some more about what's happening with Orlando City. Well, Orlando City, um, we had our home opener against New York City FC, and that was the same game where you know Kaká got injured. Uh, Kaká's going to be out for a while. Um, Kyle Lance is stepping up. And Orlando City, you know, it's a big year for us because we're opening our new stadium, Orlando City Stadium, in downtown Orlando, just down the road from the Amway Center, mm-hmm. or as my friend Bob Peters like to call it, the Scamway Center. Scamway Center, that's <laughs> it. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, Orlando City, they've had a lot of pressure this past season uh, with all the moves they've made in the off season, and you know, the expectations are high that this team is expected to make the playoffs this year. And MLS, they have uh, 22 teams, uh, the top six teams um, in each conference uh, get in the playoffs. And Orlando is going to have to compete with teams like Atlanta, Chicago, New York City FC, the New York Red Bulls. You know, lots of competition there. And, of course, Toronto FC, the team that made it to the MLS Cup final last year. Uh, Kyle Laren, he our recent game we played against the LA Galaxy. LA Galaxy got... Um, Giovanni Dos Santos, you know, big name Mexican mm-hmm. national. Yep. And he, uh, it was a good game. Uh, we were up 1 nothing. Uh, LA got a goal, I think, in around the 80th minute to tie the game. And then Kyle Aaron, I believe he scored in the 80, near the 80th minute to uh, get us a 2 1 victory over the LA Galaxy. So we have, I believe we have four wins and one draw. So Orlando City's doing very well. Uh, we played New York City FC this weekend in New York. Okay. So okay. hopefully we'll get a win up there and keep this uh, train moving. And I hope we'll get to go to the playoffs um, in the fall. I'm going to actually go to the Orlando City game within the next couple months. And we've talked about that. Yeah, we're actually organizing something at work to where we're bringing some coworkers with us. And we're going to see the Orlando City game. And uh, hopefully we get to see um, a win when we're there. Hopefully that streak is still intact of the the home game undefeated streak. So we'll see if that happens. Definitely. The most impressive player for the team has been uh, Joe Bendek. Joe Bendek, he's done a fantastic goalkeeper for the team. 16 saves. He's only given up four goals in like the last four or five games. That's insane. He's been amazing. That's insane. Uh, That's really awesome. I can't wait to see what Orlando City does this season. Hopefully I'll be able to get more into the game as the season goes on. Um, Because like I said, I've never been to Orlando City game before. 
I've never really been a fan of soccer. The only time I've ever, I'm ever a fan of soccer is like the World Cup. That's the only time I ever watch it. So hopefully I'll get more into it with JT here because JT has so much knowledge on the sport. He can kind of bring me up to speed when it comes to those kind of things. Uh, moving on to golf, uh, Tiger Woods, man, he just cannot stop getting hurt. Yeah, Tiger Woods, I, I don't know, man. He just can't stay healthy, you know, injured with his back and stuff. And, you know, he's getting older and, it, you know, it's been very tough for him to stay healthy. And he's kind of falling way down after the way everything happened. Um, sorting up his wife and everything and the whole mess. And he just has never been the same, he's never been the same play, type of player anymore. And to be honest, I, I just can't see it. I can't see in the next five years Tiger Woods is going to win another major. I just don't, I don't see either. it. I don't either. And, and, you know, he dropped from grace very, very quickly. Uh, this is his fourth back surgery he had. And he said earlier this year himself that he feels he will never be 100% again health-wise. That's saying a lot. Um, I don't think he can actually jump into the mix of things again and actually be as dominant as he was before. So uh, do you think his career ends soon? That's the biggest question we've seen um, amongst all these experts and analysts that are in the golf world. They're questioning if he ever even gets back on a golf course. I don't know, man. Uh, if I was Tiger, you know, if I can't keep myself healthy, and we've seen a lot in sports, if you just can't stay healthy and you keep getting injured over and over and over, maybe it's time to retire. And in Tiger Woods, you can say what you want about everything he did, but He's still, you know, one of the top best golfers, you know, overall. He's probably not going to break Jack Nicklaus' record. But, you know, whenever he decides to call quits, you know, he's going to be up there. Yeah. And, you know, he's inspired a lot of, you know, players, minorities, you know, helped them get in the game of golf. So I think Tiger Woods, you know, short term, you know, may not be good, you know, stepping out with injuries. But long term, I think... He'll find a way to preserve his legacy, and you know, as we see with a lot of golfers, that that tends to happen. So we'll just have to wait and see. And he's the most prolific player in the game um, in the modern era. Um, people just know Tiger Woods from being a golfer. They just know Tiger Woods anywhere you see his name. You know what he plays. You know how long he played, how many Masters he won, all this kind of stuff. Um, it, it's it's a huge hit for the sport, but at the same time, it's. It's kind of like having an Alabama um, just having a, a hard, uh, you know, a tough losing streak and then just falling from grace very quickly and just other teams have the, ch- the chance to get to the top of the heap. Um, this is giving a lot of players that opportunity to do so since he's not playing the game anymore. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if he ever does come back to the green. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, and if he does, I don't think he'll ever win a master, a major again, or a master. Uh, I really don't think it's going to happen. So moving on to the NBA playoffs, um, it's been an interesting playoff so far. There are several teams that are leading the series 2-0, um, including your San Antonio Spurs playing a huge game tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, Golden State Warriors are 2-0 up on Portland. Um, and we'll talk about this later in the, in the episode. Um, talking about, you know, scores and everything like that, because we're going to be watching some of those games later this evening and recording some more content for this podcast. Um, So later in the episode, we'll be talking more about it, where the San Antonio Spurs will be standing after this game. Um, Who do you think is the 
dark horse in this playoff race so far. Like there, there are several teams in there that aren't doing as well as they thought they would be. Um, well, the clear dark horse is the Chicago Bulls. Or as Miriam tells me, Los Bulls. Um, <laughs> that was and... a great accent, JT. Great job. Great job. Uh, so... <laughs> but the Bulls, you know, no one expected them to be up 2-0 on the Celtics. And Jimmy Butler, he is killing it right now for the Chicago Bulls. And Dwayne Wade the other night, dropping those threes on the Celtics, the, giving the blowout victory in Game 2. It is Sunner and the Celtics. I know they've had difficulties with the situation with Isaiah Thomas and trying to get through that. The Celtics have, you know, been starting off slow and trying to play keep up, but the Bulls, they've just been so quick. And the Celtics, they're going to have to turn around. They're going to have to get wins on the road. Otherwise, they could be out after the first round. Yeah, very easily they could be. Um, and the, the Bulls are just doing a great job, though. The, the, Jimmy Butler has been killing it for the Bulls. Um, if we look at the stats for the playoffs so far, he's leading the Bulls in scoring. Um, he has a uh, 77.8% free throw percentage. Um, also from the three-point line, he's 40% from the three-point line. He's killing it in this game, in this series, and um, I think if he continues to be a strong player and he also gets help from the other players that are on the team, like Dwayne Wade and uh, Rajon Rondo, if he keeps getting help from those players, they're going to do very well in this series, and it could easily be a sweep on the Celtics, which, I mean, I think going into the playoffs, no one could have said that, um, but it could easily be a sweep for the, uh, the Chicago Bulls. And then they'd have to go on to play either Washington or Atlanta. Um, Washington's playing very well right now against Atlanta. They are not giving them any chance to breathe in this series. Um, they're up 2-0 in this series. And it's it's looking like it's going to be a Washington and Chicago um, a game, a series in the next round. Um, of those two teams, who do you think will move on to go to the Eastern, cha- uh, Eastern Championship? I would say the Washington Wizards. I think would be the with John Wall and the players they have for the Wizards. I think they would be the favorites to win that series to get through if Chicago was to beat Boston. Um, the Wizards, you know, they've done very well against Atlanta, and I think that if they were to play Chicago, they would be able to make it um, to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's certainly not going to be easy if they get there uh, because they have to. Uh, play probably the Cavaliers I mean I know the Pacers are going to give them a run for their money but I think it's safe to say the Cavaliers I know they haven't been great but they'll still get through to the Eastern Conference Finals and but Washington you know they still have you know Bradley Beal he's doing really well he got 31 points um, last night against Atlanta John Wall you know he got 32 points so those two guys are clearly carrying the Wizards and I think that will continue and they also got good role players Brandon Jennings he's done pretty good uh Markeith Morris he's done pretty good Marcin Gortat who used to play for the Orlando Magic mm-hmm. and people think he's underrated stuff but Marcin Gortat man he's done really well at center for the Wizards so I think the Wizards and the Cavaliers are destined to play each other in the Eastern Conference Finals if the Celtics go out that sounds good to me. Yeah, I think definitely um, it'll be an interesting uh, interesting series between those two teams. Um, but we'll see what happens in the first round. We'll see if there are any sweeps in the first round. 
Um, and we'll talk more about this in the second half of the podcast. Speaking of sweeps, though, do you think the Preds get it done tonight? I think they will. They better. I think they will. <laughs> um, it will alleviate a lot of... Uh, a lot of stress on my part. A lot of stress <laughs> on my part as well. Um, it's just... Yeah, I, I think that they will get it done. Um, you know, because we have to go out there and act as though we're the desperate team. We're the team that needs to win this game, which we are. I, I think if, well, we, if I, we I let, saw an article today that said that they were going to play like that. Yeah, oh, even and, though and they need to. They need to because even they, though Chicago should be the should be the desperate team, and, and they are going to be desperate when they go out there. <laughs> they are gonna. We're gonna be seeing a lot of penalties too. I believe in this game. Yeah. It's gonna be a very chippy, chippy game. Um, My but, favorite. <laughs> but in Smashville, though, it's so loud in that building, and they get behind their team. Like it, like you saw in Game Three, they were down. Oh, they were down by two goals yep. leading going into the third, and they just got themselves up on their feet. And they, it's because Carrie Underwood sang oh, the national Carrie Underwood. anthem. And, and for they sure, had the power of Carrie Underwood. For sure, um, Carrie Underwood. That was the first time she sang the national anthem for the really? Predators. That was the first time. I believe so. Wow. Yeah, I believe so. Somebody can fact check me on that one, but I, th- I believe that was the first time they've ever she's ever That's sang. Cool. Um, um, Philip Forsberg girl, uh, Philip Forsberg's girlfriend <laughs> really appreciated it. She really liked it a lot coming from Philip. Um, no. <laughs> so I, I think that you know it, it was it was a boost for the team. Um, and like I said, Smashville is just so energetic. Uh, and Bailey can attest to this because we went to a game um, earlier this season on, on my birthday, March twenty fifth, um, the San Jose Sharks, and we won that game seven to two, seven to three. Seven to two. Seven to something. I think it was seven to two. We blew them out. So every time they score a goal, they play the I like Tim it. McGraw I like singing it. that. <laughs> yep. If I had to hear Tim McGraw one more time, they had scored so many goals. They scored a lot. Um, and, and also they play uh, Gold on the Ceiling by, um, by the Black Keys as well. Um, which we have our own chant for during the song, which you you just have to go to Smashville to hear it. It's oh, I heard it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Oh, you should tell the story about the lady telling you not to say the f word, but he was saying you oh, suck, yeah. so, which is part of the chant. And so, she was like, no, it, "Sir, it you wasn't. To- it wasn't part of the chant. So, so it it was it was part of the chant. Yes, saying suck um, is part of the chant that we say in Smashville. Hey, you, you suck, suck. <laughs> exactly. Um, so during the game, there was a part where Pavelski. We were screaming at Pavelski for some reason because he was just a jerk that game. He was he was knocking people left and right. He was a very, very dirty player that game. Anyway, um, so I said, well, you still suck, Pavelski. <laughs> and so the lady... And the attendant the person attendant for our section walks over. <laughs> you know, there's like a little uh, stop sign they hold whenever the puck is still in play. They don't make people walk down to their seat just in case a puck, a stray puck comes over and knocks somebody out. They'd rather you be sitting in your seat when that happens instead of walking down an aisle. So um, when the puck is in play, they stop you from coming down to your seat. So we were in our seat at the time. I said that. I said, you still suck, Pavelski. She comes over and gets the stop sign and digs it into my shoulder and says... Sir, there's no profanity during the game. We, we'd, have to, we'd have to ask you <laughs> to stop doing that. And I'm pretty sure I was that. like, yeah, no profanity, sir. Yes. So with the, with that profanity, um, I, I was told not to say suck unless... I, so we were really confused. So yeah, I, I was sitting there the rest of the game with shaking my head. I, I just didn't know what was happening. Um, but we still won the game. It was great. It was good. Well, at least you didn't get yelled at by... Uh... Titans player's wife. So yeah, that's good. true, true. Um, and we will talk more about that during the NFL segment <laughs> Classic. Um, in the second half of the show. 
Well, this wraps up the first half of the show. Uh, We're going to be getting off of here and watching the Preds and Blackhawks game. Uh, game four in the series. Hopefully we sweep the, the Blackhawks. Um, the second half of the show, if I sound sad, then you know that we did not. But we'll talk more about it in the second half. We'll talk about NFL 2, our main talking points for the week. And uh, stay tuned. We have a lot more coming up. So we're back. Obviously, I'm very happy right now. We just swept the Blackhawks 4-0 in the series. Ended the game tonight with a 4-1 score. And Nashville was just crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, it was a crazy game. And, um, you know, uh, Crawford certainly didn't have his best night tonight. And the Predators... They they stunned. They made history. Made their first uh, season sweep of an opponent, and well, think, series sweep of the opponent, not season, but series. Well, yeah, it, it's getting late. I understand. <laughs> it's okay. But um, you know the Predators. You know they. It was impressive. Uh, Pekarene, um, all those saves he made um, through the first four games was just amazing, and he kept his team in it. And because they were all lower scoring games, I mean, this was like the only big blowout game, uh, four to one, but. All the other games have been pretty tight. Pretty so, tight, yeah. And uh, the Predators, you got to give them credit. They shut down the Blackhawks completely. No, Patrick Kane, Tays, nothing, nothing. The Blackhawks can get past uh, Pecorine. And the Predators, they're, they're going to need it. They're going to get a well-rested uh, team as they're going to get ready to probably place the Blues in the next round. Most likely. Unless the Wild comeback for a miraculous comeback uh, from a 3-0 deficit. They already won one game. So it's 3-1 in the series right now. They they do have a chance. Now, will they come back and win three more games in a row? Probably not. I think likely. Because they play in St. Louis next, then back in Minnesota, then play in, Minnesota, play in St. Louis again at the very end. So I highly doubt they'll win that series. So we will probably see the Blues, which that's crazy, though, because the Blues, uh, they were in the third spot um, in the Central, and the Blackhawks were, I mean, the Blackhawks were in the first spot. We beat them, but we were in the second wildcard spot. So the two is, two lowest-seeded teams in the Central Division will move on to the second round. Absolutely insane. Uh, crazy. And uh, hopefully the Washington Capitals will uh, end their series soon and win against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, we already know now um, that the Pittsburgh Penguins winning tonight um, pretty big against the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets 5-2. So I would hope the Capitals be motivated in knowing that we beat Toronto. We're going to play Pittsburgh next. And Pittsburgh's the defending cup champions. So Washington knows that they're going to have to show up and yeah. finally get past Pittsburgh because they've they've been our arch nemesis, just like the commentator said for the Predators. The Blackhawks have been their nemesis. The Red Wings, when they're in the Western Conference, that was nemesis. So it takes them a while. The Capitals, as I said, it's pretty much now or never. So we'll have to see what happens when we get there. But in other hockey stuff that's been going on, of course, the Ducks they swept. Speaking of sweeping. They swept the Flames and extinguished them last night, so they're done. Um, the Rangers came back to beat the Canadians 3-2 tonight, so the Rangers are up 3-2 in that series, so we'll be interested to see how that goes. But the playoffs are starting to look set. It looks like you could have Nashville-St. Louis in the next round. The Ducks are already through, so they could play the Sharks 
in the next round. The Sharks are up 2-1 right now in Edmonton. And in the East, we know it's going to probably be Washington-Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to probably have the winner of the New York Rangers. And they would take on... Oh, I'm trying to remember right now off the top of my head. Oh, that's right, Ottawa. They're up 3-1 on Boston right now, and they play tomorrow. That's crazy. Well, it's crazy to see, too. There were, there were a whole bunch of tweets going out on Twitter right after the game ended um, of all these analysts on ESPN... Uh, that picked uh, the picked Blackhawks. the Blackhawks to go... Was Jason to, one of them? No. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure. Jason was one of them, yes. Jason Jason uh, definitely at work. He uh, was very upset that we were up 3-0 going into this game, so I don't know. <laughs> I haven't talked to him yet. Well, I talked to him the other day, and I was like, well, Jason, it's been tough on Chicago right now. No one seems to care about the Bears right now. No. The Cubs, they're kind of having a World Series hangover at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have... Of course, the Blackhawks, who are, are now officially out of the playoffs. But yeah. I told him, look at your Bulls, man. They're up 2-0. And he's like, I don't really care about the Bulls. I really don't. No. Now, I mean, he might have a point. If the Bulls somehow blow this 2-0 lead against Celtics, then it's kind of a moot point. But I'm like, Chicago, man. You it's hard It's hard to overcome a deficit like that when you're when you're in Boston shoes. I mean any team in the prof- in a professional sport, it's hard to overcome a 2-0 uh, 3-0 lead in a series. Um it's just it's it's extremely hard to do. So I would be very surprised if Boston comes back in that series. Um but, you know, if they do, hey, that's why they got the number 1 seed in the first place. So if they do and they prove me wrong, then, you know, that's the reason why they got the number 1 seed in the uh in the Eastern Conference, so definitely going to be a great uh, story to watch in the NBA playoffs and also um, in the NHL too. I, I cannot wait to watch more Predators hockey in round two. Hopefully, we will advance to at least the the Western Conference Championship this year. That will be the furthest we've gone in NHL playoffs before. We went to the second round last year. Uh, first year with Peter Laviolette as the head coach, we went to the first round and got eliminated. Second year, second round got eliminated. Third third year, it's still to be determined. So hopefully we uh, see the Predators go extremely far into the playoffs so that I will have something to watch until NFL comes back on. Definitely, definitely. Speaking of the NFL, the schedule for the official, for the regular season has come out. It has. It has. And it's a uh, it's an interesting schedule. Um, yep, let's pull it up real quick. So the Tennessee Titans, who we both love dearly, oh, yes. will open up their regular season against the Oakland Raiders. Mm-hmm. Week 1 on September the 10th. Uh, week 2, we're going to be at Jacksonville. We'll probably work on getting tickets for that game. Oh, yeah. And then week 3, DBC, if you're listening, pay attention. Are you there? Hello? Because <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks oh, yeah. will be coming to Nashville on September 24th. They will be. So that will be another big game. And then, Yes, it'll be great. I mean, I think it's going to be interesting to see um, the Seahawks come to Nashville. That's going to be Long trip, long game. flight. Yeah, <laughs> long flight for them, but it's going to be good for the, t- for the Titans. So maybe, we, hey, who knows? Maybe we might see... Uh, Richard Sherman playing against his old team in Titan Blue. It could happen. It could happen. With the draft coming up next week, you know, with trades, who, who and knows? And John Robinson's been working on some contracts with some players to get a, a, a few extra dollars in cap room, so he's doing something. Something's brewing in Nashville that I have no idea what's happening, 
but it, it's something. I, I think it, I think it's definitely noteworthy. It might be something to do with the awakening you were talking about last week. There's been an awakening. Yes. Yes. So week four, the Titans will play the Houston Texans. Week five will be at the Miami Dolphins. Week six, which is going to be a Monday night game, Monday night football. We're going to be playing the Indianapolis Colts. Exactly. Andrew Luck. You can keep going. It's okay. So that's going to be a great game on Monday night football. Then week seven, we are going to be... Seven? Seven? Yeah, my little certain Texan draw there. That's fine. But we got the Cleveland Browns. Oh, man. I don't know who's going to be their quarterback by week seven, but we'll probably get a victory, hopefully, in that game. Hopefully. Week eight, we got a bye week. Week nine, that's going to be a tough one. We got the Baltimore Ravens. Ugh. That's going to be a tough one. Ugh. And then the week 10, we will play the Cincinnati Bengals. Week 11, I'm sure Dave Rinkins will like this. Mm-hmm. We'll be playing the Pittsburgh Steelers on Thursday Night Football. Thursday Night Football on week 11 and on November 16th. Week 12 will be at the Indianapolis Colts. Week 13 will be against the Houston Texans again. Week 14 will be at the Arizona Cardinals. Week 15 will be at the San Francisco 49ers. Week 16 will be at home on Christmas Eve. Ooh. Playing the LA Rams. Ooh. So that will be an interesting game. And then week 17, we'll finish at home on New Year's Eve against the Jacksonville Jaguars. There it is. And the first game of the season is going to be the Patriots versus the Chiefs. Chiefs. Um, that's going to be a great game to watch. Oh, because Roger Goodell's going to be there? <laughs> yeah, very true. Roger Goodell's you know going to have to be there. You know the Boo Bird's coming out. Oh, yeah, they're definitely coming hey, out. Hey, Roger, how you like the apples? How you like the apples? <laughs> uh, also, uh, another noteworthy thing about this schedule this year, the Cincinnati Bengals are celebrating their 50th anniversary season this year, and uh, they got a home opener against divisional rival Baltimore as they host the first Thursday night football game this year. Yeah, I think there'll be a lot of cracking helmets in that game for sure. Mm-hmm. That's going to be pretty good. Pretty good game. Speaking of Cincinnati, let's talk a little bit of some baseball. The Cincinnati Reds have been the hottest team in the, the league so far, and they've done very well. They're up there leading the uh, Central Division in the National League. Yeah. Um, right now, let's see. They're, well, they lost. They lost to Baltimore, but... They They're one play, of the hottest teams. They will play the Cubs, and that will be an interesting series because right now you have a three-way tie between Cincinnati, the Chicago Cubs, and Milwaukee. Actually, well, Cincinnati leads by half a game. Yeah. And then Milwaukee's right behind yeah. half a game. So, it's still early. Um, the Nationals... Jeff Martin's team, they're leading the East and the AL East. And the Nationals are coming off a win over the Atlanta Braves tonight. And of course. That's the thing. I With baseball, I used to be a big Braves fan mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Because in, in the Southeast, if you had TBS in your TV, you would be watching the Braves. That that was the nationally televised, well not nationally televised, the televised game on For the local TV yep. would be the Braves. So, I was a huge Braves fan. My family is from Georgia. I was born in Dalton, Georgia, or Morrow, Georgia. I grew up in Dalton for a few years. 
Uh, so, I mean, I was a huge Braves fan when I was a kid. I went to several games. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just awful to watch them nowadays. I, I, I don't know what Even it in is the new about, stadium? Yeah, I haven't seen them in the new stadium yet. But so I, it looks nice. Really, the thing is, I, it does look nice. I've driven by it. It looks beautiful. Thing is, though, I don't watch baseball until the playoffs. I, re- I really don't. I mean, I, it's there's so many games in the season. We're going to be talking about teams right now, like you were saying earlier, with Cincinnati. They might be playing well right now, but... Two weeks from now, it's a completely different story. Well, that's very true, Dylan. And, you know, but a lot of people in baseball are very traditional. You know, in a lot of markets like Baltimore with the Orioles, the Yankees, uh, Cleveland's doing okay. Houston's leading the AOS. So I know it's still early to pay attention. And, you know, the owners, they depend on, you know, that revenue and doing promotions and getting the fans out in seats. So we'll have to see what happens. I know the commissioner for baseball has been trying to change some rules. Uh, make speed the game a little faster, and we'll see how that goes. Of course, there's always expansion news rumors going on with the race situation or the Mount Shore Expos coming back. There's a possibility that I think I saw somewhere on Bleacher Report this morning they were talking about maybe Las Vegas. You know, they're already getting hockey, you're already getting football. Now they're trying, they got soccer with USL. Now they're trying to get the baseball to go out there. So who knows what's going to happen with that, man. Yeah, it's going to be uh, pretty interesting to see what happens um, with the season. It's just, you know, like I said, I I don't pay attention to it until, unless there's something that goes on that's like this record-setting win streak or something like that. Or I mean, a no-hitter or a perfect or a game. Or no-hitter, perfect game. When I get those notifications on Twitter and, and Facebook and stuff, I do turn it on. I do watch it a little bit of it, but it, I, that's not really the biggest sport I'm into. Um but, I mean, it is fun. At certain times, it is fun to watch. When I'm in the stands and in it, it is fun to watch. Um, but, like I said, with the Braves not doing so well, it's just like, come on, please. Just just win a few games. <laughs> Get better than 500 this year. That's all I want you to do. Just be a team that goes above 500 in the end of the, end of the year, and I'll be happy. I'll be very happy. I don't even care if you go to the playoffs. Just become 500 this season. That's it. That's all I'm asking for. Uh, next, we're going to be talking about a few more NFL nuggets, I guess you could say. Um, there's a report out that says that the Giants have interest in Adrian Peterson and LeGarrette Blunt. So, based on those two players, who would you rather have in your organization going forward for possibly a playoff push? And which team do you think would be the best fit for Adrian and best fit for LeGarrette? Well, it's pretty tough to say right now. I mean, if I'm the Giants, I would clearly take LeGarrette Blunt over Adrian Peterson. I mean, Adrian Peterson, I just don't know if he can stay healthy long-term for a season, 16 games. You know, he's getting up there in age. You know how he's a running back. Once you're past 30, everyone thinks you're over the hill. So, if I'm the Giants, I would try to make a push to get LeGarrette Blunt to go there. As far as a good fit for Adrian Peterson, it's really hard to say right now because... He doesn't have a lot of stock interest for a lot of teams. And I think that's going to be the case, at least until training camp starts. Believe me, if there's like a big name running back injured for like the Packers or the, uh, well, the Raiders are going to get Marshawn Lynch. So that yeah, that true, out. true. And it's just going to have to wait and see. I mean, that's pretty much all we can do. I mean, shoot, the Patriots, they always need <laughs> a stack of players. So yeah, if yeah. they got I mean, a list of running backs out, I'm sure the Patriots could use them. Well, the thing is with the Patriots, they just signed James White to an extension, um, which kind of 
uh, hurts the stock for Adrian Peterson and LeGarrette Blunt. LeGarrette Blunt was already there. Um, I just don't think that it's going to. Um, I don't, I don't think he's gonna go back to the Patriots. I don't think that's gonna happen unless he took a huge pay cut, which he just helped them win a Super Bowl. So I don't think that they'll no they'll take a, a pay cut from the Patriots to uh, go over there and possibly win another ring. Um, you know, it really depends. I don't know if they'd be able to. Um, it's just hard, even with the Patriots, it's hard yeah. to win a ring two years in a row. And with, with LeGarrette Blunt, he is getting older like Adrian Peterson, although he is older than Adrian Peterson. Um, you know, I don't know if he has it in him to, uh, help them win a second ring in two years in a row. Definitely. Definitely. Um, another story, Aaron Hernandez, I don't know if you guys all heard, um, but unfortunately he committed suicide in, in his, uh, in the prison he was held in, um, this weekend or this week. And, uh, they officially ruled it a, a suicide. Um, they said that there was a, a note, a Bible verse written on his forehead, John three sixteen, written on his forehead. Um, and in the, in the new international version of the Bible, John 316 reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Um, very sad story uh, from the very beginning of this whole thing. It's, it's, you know, just bad decisions lead to something like this. Uh, a star player in the NFL where it, could you just imagine Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski being on the same team right now? I mean, he would be a he'd be a Pro Bowl tight end every single year if he was still in the league. But you know, unfortunately, it, things happened, and you know, he got into this mess. Um, he had just been uh, cleared of charges on the double, yeah, hom- double the, murder. The, the double murder. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was still convicted um, in the Odin Lloyd, Lloyd back in Odin Lloyd case, twenty thirteen. Yeah, yeah, so he was going to appeal that. Apparently, Jose Baez, his lawyer, said they, they were going to appeal that ruling. Um, and it seemed like he had hope. They, they actually thought when this first came out that it wasn't suicide. It was, it was, um, yeah, he thought someone killed them or yeah. something, but he was in a single jail cell. So it seems highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. Um, it's very sad. We send our condolences to the Hernandez family and, and friends and family yeah, and the victims too. Um, definitely. Um, it's a very sad story. Any way you look at it and, um, you know, it's, it's tragic to see, uh, life of a player that that was so um, prolific when he was in the league for that short time, and even especially in college when he played for the Florida Gators um, with Tim Tebow, he was on the national championship game, uh, national championship team, um, mind you. So, just very sad, very sad all the way around. Um, and our condolences once again to the family and friends of all involved. Um, very tragic case. So, JT, uh, I believe that's going to wrap it up for this week's edition of Out of Bounds. Do you have any final thoughts for the listeners out there? Well, the only final thought I would say is, you know, that kind of caught my eye this week is, you know, everyone's been talking about the situations going on in MLS and everything and, you know, talk about retirement league and trying to get players to come here like Bastian Schweinsteiger and some others. And one thing that kind of interests me with what's going on is people talking about, of course we talked about last week with, you know, Mexico, U S and Canada bidding for the world cup in 2026. So I'm kind of curious about how U S soccer is going to kind of develop their plan going forward. Of course, 
We're trying to focus on getting into the 2018 World Cup right now. But what's the plan going forward? And, you know, what's going to happen in the lower divisions where you have the North American Soccer League and the United Soccer League? And there's been, we went through the offseason where it looked like the USL was going to get Division Two status and U.S. soccer felt they weren't ready. So they decided to give them both U.S. and NASL provisional status. And now there's talk about Division Three because there's nothing, there's no Division Three league since the USL technically got moved up. And my only concern is, like, is there going to be enough soccer-related markets? Soccer is growing in this country, but what other markets could they go <clears throat> to try to keep this kind of soccer thing going between two different leagues? Because you have the USL, which is kind of like a minor league, reserve league, development league for, like, their teams. And then you have the NASL, which tries to run, like, an independent league, you know, kind of based off Europe, that sort of thing. So that's something that I'll definitely kind of monitor, keep my eye on, just see how it's going to develop. Because at the end of the day, U.S. soccer, they have to do what's best for the U.S. men's national team, and we have to get, you know, better players. Everyone's talking about when's the next Messi, when's this. It's going to take the U.S. some time, you know, if we can get a star player to play in our league MLS and, you know, hope it's get us there. Who knows? Maybe Bruce Arena might be right. Maybe by 2026, we could win the World Cup. Who knows? And just like that, ladies and gentlemen, JT turns his final thoughts into... A soccer speech. <laughs> of course. It's fine. No, I completely agree with you. Um, soccer is growing in this country, uh, especially with the World Cup, you know, frenzy there was a few years ago when that happened. It's growing uh, in Nashville, too. It's growing everywhere. Yeah, in Nashville especially, it's growing there, too. So I'm interested to see that. Also, just make sure that you subscribe to our podcast here. Um, you can also go on Twitter at OOB podcast is our Twitter handle. Mine is Dylan underscore James JT's is JT Saka S O C K A 88. Um, also next week on Wednesday, we're having a special edition of the show. We're having a draft edition. We're going to be breaking down the draft and, um, breaking down every team, seeing what they want and, and also doing our own mock draft for the first round, which is going to be very exciting. I know JT is very excited about that one. Good way to, Crunch those numbers. Crunch those numbers, like baby. Like Mel Kiper. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you hear he has like a, uh, oh, what did he have for, I, I heard a news story t- this week about what he eats, and it is the most unhealthy thing imaginable. It's like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something. It's something really weird. Um, We'll definitely talk about that during the uh, draft thing, but... Um, yeah, next Wednesday. Make sure you, you listen for that. It'll be on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, so you can check that out. And also check us out on Twitter, like I said before. Um, thanks again, everybody, for listening to this podcast. It's Out of Bounds with Dylan James and JT. We will see you next week for the draft podcast and then our regular podcast on Saturday. And we'll talk to you then. And as always, enjoy your football. Enjoy it. Oh, yeah.